This podcast is brought to you by The Pod Tower, hosted by the Watchtower database. Visit youtube.com slash thepodtower for informative, hilarious DC animation-themed podcasts and live streams every week. And check out the Watchtower database for DCAU video essays, timelines, fan theories, and more. And please, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 69 of the podcast. <laughs> That's why I had this song prepared and you had to hear oh. the opening of it a bunch of times when we were getting the mics ready. So I'm never going to pod again, yop again. You think I, it's going to flag it just right there? Well, I used the karaoke version on purpose, oh. but yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, Jamie. We're using a different system this time. <laughs> you, we are using a different system this time. Uh, In that Brian is... Uh, a man. Dead. <gasps> oh. Wait. <laughs> Hold that. Hey, oh. can, I, can I bug you? I got dog licks and tea service. I thought you were going to be like... Oh, can I can I bug you for a second? Can we we're doing a bit where James said we're using a new system and I want you to come in here and be like, Today Brian's a girl and say like <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> I mean we can right. do that. I can do a flawless feminine voice. Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> I know you did. Everybody you'd be did. like one of those streamers uh, that has the like perfect oh, feminine yeah. voice. Yeah. Like the good li- or know. like yeah, in the drag makeup and everything and mm-hmm. then just like switch into like hey bro. Yeah, I'm a dude. It's a funny joke. <laughs> I mean it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Welcome back to Jump on the Batwagon, everybody. I'm James. That's I'm, all you need to know. I'm here to show my friend Brian. <laughs> the, the most important uh, aspect of the podcast, honestly, he is. Uh, the DC Animated Universe from start to finish in the controversial air date order. Yeah? No. So he may view these shows the way human beings experience them in the far gone days of the 1990s. Thank you. That's the podcast. We'll see you next time. And I'm Brian. I'm Brian. We'll recommend you that you watch today's DCAU episode before listening to this podcast to get the full experience out of our discussion at the the time of this recording. Nope. I'm Brian. uh, Batman the Animated Series is streaming on HBO Max and available on DVD and Blu-ray. Please, if you send in mail or leave a comment, do not spoil anything past this episode for Brian. And I'm Brian. Or Alora. Uh, Brian is a Pokemon, and that's all he can say. I am Brian. He's and I am Brian. And is I'm the Brian. name of his Pokemon. So. And I'm Brian. I choose you. And I'm Brian. And I'm yeah, I choose you. And I'm Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you come flying out of the Pokemon. <laughs> Lamp, uh, the light Pokemon. Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Please go watch. I, we've suggested this before, uh, and they should watch it again. Yeah, what is it? What's the full title? Like, dude gets stuck in Pokeball, Pokeball. gone sexual, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> JTS Entertainment Trial. Trial is the name of the episode. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Trial Monday. <laughs> it's not Monday. It's Friday. 
Do you like this podcast, everybody? <laughs> Do you really this like is, it? We changed how our audio works oh, yeah. between ourselves, and now everything is just pure chaos. <laughs> it's more chaotic because we don't have to stop and listen yeah. to each other. <laughs> we can just talk over each other, talk great. over each other like normal in real. We life. never have to be. In we person never ever have to again. be in person ever again. Ever, and we can just talk over each other we and can just talk great. over each other the whole podcast. The whole podcast. It's a great podcast. listening, experience. A great listening People experience. Enjoy it a lot. People enjoy it a lot. Monday. Monday. May. May. 16th. <laughs> and I'm It's when this episode first 16, aired. Did you say 1694? May 16th, 1994. I think you said 1694. Play, no. Go to the playback. Does this have a mm. playback function? <laughs> yeah. Let's, the, press the rewind button that exists. <laughs> this was two days before my third birthday. <laughs> wow. Your and, mom was and, like... At the point where everybody was saying, oh, you're just about ready to pop. You're too... What? That's what people say when people are very pregnant. Have you not noticed? At least they did in 1994. Yeah, because I was three and pregnant? What are you talking about? Oh, did you say... What year did you say? 94. <laughs> I said this is two days before my third birthday. You did. <laughs> we can now hear everything we're saying and therefore don't pay attention to what each other is saying. <laughs> anyway. Wait, how old, this is, is also, how old is Julia at this point? Negative four. Damn it. I thought maybe About she was ready pregnant. To pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is also, this is two months and one day after your 10th birthday. Oh God. I mean, 90th birthday. That's what the narrative we're going with, whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, 4.30 PM on Fox. This is the 68th produced episode and the 69th to air. Wah, wah, wah. This is produced Brian. right after Avatar and I'm Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love this and hate this. This, <laughs> uh, this feels extra chaotic. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast. It's yeah, usually kind of like this but not this bad. Welcome. No, usually we go Does that mean I can sing along with things now? Oh my god, let's try it. <laughs> well, uh, the talent plays by Paul Dini. The story is by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. We just recently uh, confirmed what that means, like the layout of the story writing. Uh, when we interviewed one of the Justice League writers recently, he told us about the story. I don't know why it's listed in this order, probably because it's right off the wiki, and the wiki is not so good. Okay. Uh, but the per- the story credit is the person who comes up with the story and writes an outline on like a couple pages that's like, hey, this is what I think it's going to be beat for beat. <sighs> And then the teleplay is the person that turns it into a script. Oh, that's so. cool. It is cool. Can I do the first one? That yes. sounds like less work. Yeah, I, I like that one. Sounds, <laughs> that one sounds good. But you write scripts, so you should write the script, and I'll just give you the... the okay, right. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, here's here's mm-hmm. my idea for a story. Batman. What's this mm-hmm. one called? The Trial? Trial. Okay, so Batman is on trial... Everyone's mm-hmm. like, we want, we want to bring Batman to court because he's like, uh, he's a nuisance. Who's he's, everyone? Like the city. Oh, okay. Like everybody, Gordon would be like, nah. But like, so that's the thing. Um, can you make that a script for me? 
Yeah, well, what I was going to say with that was that your prediction last time was that Batman was putting all of his villains on trial. And then this, just now, you said that the, that everyone puts Batman on trial, and I specifically asked you, everyone, as you said, this the city. So you have, like, more most elements of the actual plot of this episode <laughs> between those two predictions. Uh but we'll find out together. This is directed by Dan Reba. Da- Danny. Zatanna, see no evil, blind as a bat, fire from Olympus. Uh, music by Harvey Cohen, notably On Leather Wings, Heart of Ice, Nothing to Fear, The Demon's Quest Part 2, Fire from Olympus, and Shadow of the Bat Part 2. My favorite episode. Shadow of the Bat Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the one where Batgirl goes, <gasps> Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone knows what that means from the sound. Animation by Dong Yang, as it has been since we've been born. Uh, that's it. Let's watch this. Watch the show. Yeah? Let's. Let's. This is the longest intro in a while. Fuck. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. He says, oh, yay, dirtbags. Dummy up. Sheesh. I got to do everything for you. Court is now in session. The good people of Arkham Asylum versus the self-righteous vigilante called Batman. Our prosecutor is ready. Likewise, our fair and impartial jury. Hang him. Shoot him. Hit him with a rock. And now all rise for the most honorable, most benevolent, most merciful Judge Joker. promised a chance to defend my client. Oh, very well. Like it'll make a difference. Mr. Prosecutor, make your opening statement. Look at us. We're all freaks and monsters. And who made us this way? Batman! Hi. Hi. It's the time. Oh, I thought we were going to do a one-word story thing. Oh. Hi. I liked <laughs> when we drop. Okay, that's, that's done. We're done with that part. Brian, what happened in trial? If you're wondering, what you just watched, take a listen to the synopsis. The short and summary, which is sometimes kind of long. <laughs> you love that bell. <laughs> you don't have the bell to ring for beer. It's over there. Do you? Oh, well. I can't give you a beer. Yeah, that's fair. Through the internet. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could purchase me tra- anyway. Eddie, yeah, okay. So uh, I was com- per- completely perfectly right on my prediction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, oh, good. it wasn't it wasn't seventy five percent correct, and you just couldn't get villains put Batman on trial. <laughs> 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 well, that's okay. It's uh, okay. Yeah, no, it was um, like oh god, I've already I I was making an effort to remember her name during the episode, and I had it, and then now you hear me press record, and I'm like, I can't remember what the the chick's name is. Janet Van Dorn. Van Dorn. Okay, so. JVD, which set on her mm-hmm. like glasses case, which should <laughs> yeah, have been she like a, she had <laughs> personalized glasses. Yeah. Case, yeah. Um. Basically, she is on a rampage to get Batman like 
dethroned. They're tired of the vigilanteism, and she's just like, he's the worst. And uh, Arkham, everybody in Arkham, well, I guess, should I start at the very beginning and say that Poison Ivy's on trial? Yeah, I guess. Well, you just did. Sweet. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make my synopses more succinct. So okay. I'm going to be jumping around a bit. Don't. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, old JVD is like, Batman sucks. We need to get rid of him. He's, he's a nuisance. And then they end up in Arkham uh, because she's been abducted by everybody in Arkham. Mm-hmm. And all the baddies, thanks to Mad Hatter, have like uh, taken over control of Arkham, and they put they they get Batman to show up, and they put him on trial and in a straitjacket. I know they don't really get him to show up; they capture him. But <laughs> say, hey, Batman, could you please come here? <laughs> yes. And he says, oh, why not? <laughs> yeah. But, and Batman, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Batman's usefulness, but we'll talk about that later. Um. <laughs> So they, they, all the baddies put Batman on trial and they actually find him not guilty, but alas, decide they're going to destroy him anyway. To waste you anyway, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, surprise, surprise, Batman and JVD get away and all the baddies, thanks to Gordon, uh, knowing how to fix small electronic devices, uh <laughs> gets rescued by the Gotham You just put the broken force. piece back where it goes. And you just press it at just the right angle. And it sticks <laughs> in and it's just fine. push. <laughs> and then it goes blinky blinky. And despite the uh, any, there's like no naming convention whatsoever to the streets. They're like, ah, he's at Arkham. <laughs> he probably has a memorized topographical Gotham City brain. I, I do. You know? I do want to like, that's not how that works for a moment here. Uh-huh. Like that street like the, there's the whole like indicator there's like the the blinking light where batman yeah. is and the like google maps street view like overhead kind of thing yeah and gordon's like there's nothing out there except arkham and every shot we've seen of arkham it's like hilltop kind of middle of nowhere yeah nothingness there's like uh, nothing but th- that's like downtown level of streets <laughs> yeah it was like surrounded by lions yeah yeah maybe the lions represent the, the the beginning of nowhere, the end of of space. <laughs> I don't, the I don't end know. of space. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Arkham Asylum is situated on the farthest corner of space. the outer limits of the galaxy. It's yeah. like Carmen Line, then Arkham, and then the Source Wall, which you'll know about like six years from now. Sweet. The official synopsis of this episode is much shorter. Oh. Uh, Gotham's deadliest criminals, the Joker, Two-Face, Mad Hatter, Ventriloquist, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy, kidnap Batman and, and like three other people, Yeah, uh, kidnap Batman and put him on trial in Arkham Asylum. The Dark Knight's only hope rests with District Attorney Janet Van Dorn, who, despite her anti-Batman stance, is forced, to de- forced into defending the Cape Crusader's life as well as her own. That checks out. That's what happened. That even you describing it seemed very like, yep, that was that's pretty simple. They that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's interesting considering like, I mean, this is a triv, but we talked about it a, a couple times already. Is that this was going to be uh, the movie before they went? Nah, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, and there were a couple <sighs> moments where I thought, okay, this feels a little rushed, and maybe they could have done. A longer opening statement or even 
an opening statement at all from JVD. Uh, they could have done each criminal on the stand with a longer thing, but that's all I kept thinking the whole time is like, it would just be the same thing, but every moment is longer. And I don't know that yeah. it was necessary. Yeah. It would just, it would be a bottle movie. Yeah. Like where's the, there, there's some, you know, if you make, if you make a point out of doing a bottle movie or bottle episode or whatever, like mm-hmm. it, it almost has to be like, it, it's hard because you have to keep it interesting for that whole time. Right. Right. And with this, yeah, it would just be a lot of repetition. I don't know. Well, I, don't think, I think it's I, I think like Phantasm is way better than this. Oh, well, yeah. I think part of the the mm, moviness possibility of it could be like there, there was a I mean, may, this might not have happened at the time had they gone with this, I guess. But there's also been like talk. Uh, there was Taco a Tuesday. movie or a, a series or something like that. What? Taco Tuesday. Taco. There's always been Taco Tuesday. Okay, good, good. In the Warner Brothers Studios offices, probably. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can ask Dan Reba later. Um, but yeah, there was there was also another movie idea or show idea. I can't remember for Batman to get like stuck in Arkham, uh, like he can't get out, and all the villains are following him around trying to get him and stuff. And I feel like maybe if that was like the start of it, and then they decide like to capture him and do this for the second half of the movie or something. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. that's all I could think the whole time was, was how would this work as a movie differently? Um, maybe there's probably a longer intro of things establishing things. There's probably some sort of opening fight scene or something. I mean, for me, it's like you can't drag on Batman in Arkham with a trial longer than even like, 45 minutes so you basically need to almost make it like a two part like two different things yeah it would be like boring (laughs) to be longer than this i think yeah 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 Yeah. the trial movie anyone that makes a a piece of media about a trial that's over half an hour long just so boring and stupid and shouldn't have ever done that you know what i'm saying i agree especially if it's about a batman subject and includes a uh, uh, stunt casted judge, <laughs> etc. I'm re- referencing our video. Uh, I don't know. There, it was, I still liked the episode though. There's a lot of good little villain character moments. It's always fun to see them interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it was necessarily as like well written little moments as like almost got him or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I I don't know. For instance, I really liked the "You'll hit Croc." What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And the, the throw a rock at him as his as Croc's <laughs> specified like yeah. just running gag with him. I do like uh, that. I yeah. I'm confused what happened to Mad Hatter. He's like, haha! I'm gonna uh, mind control all of the doctors in Arkham. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. We're gonna get out, and then he just vanishes. Well, I don't think he, he says a single word after that. Like he pops up he, a couple he, times. He's there. He he says like uh, I don't know. He says something to Batman as they're pulling him into the big room. But the I I'll, I'll skip ahead and, and mention that like Scarecrow is there the whole time and says nothing uh, because his voice oh. actor had like throat uh, something going on. <laughs> throat oh really? Something. Uh, surgery, I think. Yeah. So Damn. he. There's a couple moments where it's just like, look, spooky scarecrow jack-o'-lantern face for a couple seconds, but he just says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bit awkward, but 
Um, also, the Riddler is there for a while, and then he does disappear. He's not there. In the I don't even latter, think I like, saw him. The episode. Yeah, he was on the jury when they first, like, here's the jury. And then after, I think, Poison Ivy's testimony, he's just not there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't clock that at all. Yeah. I, he doesn't talk either. I, I think maybe, yeah. like, I mean... It makes sense that not everyone would talk because then you're paying like so many different voice actors for this yeah. episode. But there were there was at least I mean there was still more than usual speaking. Um, going back to the the little like moments I appreciated, I really like uh, Scarface's head falling down the stairs and he's like oh ah uh, even though it's just a ventriloquist yeah. like, making those sounds for him. Now that was. <laughs> Somebody like referred to him as ventriloquist at one point, and I got really confused. Oh, why? What? Cool. It seemed like they were referring to, oh, to Scarface as ventriloquist, oh. and I was like, what? I don't know, because they've never like Homeboy the Butler had a name, which I can't remember. Yeah. Arnold Wesker. Thank yeah, you. I don't. I didn't catch that. I didn't. Just, I don't know. Yeah, he, I, there was that weird little moment where Scarface is like, "Ah, you're pretty when you're angry," and then gets slapped on the face. I was like, "Was that necessary?" <laughs> <laughs> no, of course but, not. Yeah, I mean each each villain's uh, little testimony thing was fun, uh, but it, yeah. that those are the parts that felt rushed to me. Of like, we yes. got to get four or five of these in here. And maybe could have been longer had it been a movie, but then they would have been left with so much more time to be boring. Dude, also <laughs> so. I wanted more I wanted more of Two Face. And I also yeah. wanted whoever did like the voiceover and mastering stuff to bring his vocals up like oh, ten yeah. decibels. Every time I talked, <laughs> it was like everybody be quiet, I can't hear He's Two Face. Yeah, yeah, he's always just like and then I was saying this line. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I wish the engineer knew that there was a volume slider or knob or whatever. <laughs> Not to mention his, uh, uh, like, entrance. He says a full sentence and his mouth is closed yeah. the whole time. <laughs> That's why I looked over at you. I was like, wow, they didn't even bother to try with his mouth, did they? <laughs> no. And that happens kind of a lot in this episode. It is interesting that he's not the judge. Like the Joker, I guess makes sense as the, the like standout main villain or yeah. whatever, but like number one villain or something. But I and I guess Two Face is definitely the most intellectual, to... though. Yeah, but well... he's all. Yeah, he was. Why not poison I, Ivy's I, in, judge? In terms of in terms of court stuff, probably. Well, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So I mean, just but he yeah he should have had more to do as. A former district attorney. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, I think um, Poison Ivy's judge would have been interesting. Yeah. Because she has a lot of like political experience. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> experience. <laughs> she turned some people into trees. One uh, well, it, are you, as soon as Joker said like one line, you're like, I love Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a really good voice actor. Although that like pseudo Irish priest thing at the end was like, that, it was interesting, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I, I think, I think Mark Hamill can probably do, I got, I got caught off. I got pulled out of it. I should say. Yeah. Um, he did that like Catholic priest thing, yeah. Irish Catholic priest, um, but the accent was like actually pretty bad. 
It was. And I was but like, I think that I think was that's, cartoony bad on purpose. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm like, I, I'm yeah. pretty positive Mark Hamill can do like a flawless Irish accent. So he's I'm also, guessing it was impressive that he was doing Mark Hamill as the Joker as an Irish priest. Like, yeah. he, <laughs> it wasn't just Mark Hamill switching a voice, unlike the waiter at the restaurant, which was just Mark Hamill speaking as, as Mark Hamill. I don't know if you caught that. Did not. <laughs> did not like, at all. I haven't seen her for half an hour, sir. Yeah. Oh, you didn't think to look for the lady. <laughs> <laughs> quicker than half an hour. <laughs> I'm surprised Bruce waited that long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he he he's, she's like, oh, I got to powder up or whatever. Like leaves, and then he watches her ass walk away, and then <laughs> she says like, or he's like, where's where's Janet Van Dorn? And the waiter's like, oh, she's been gone for three days. I yeah. noticed. So <laughs> it's a little weird. I'm currently covered in cobwebs. <laughs> Sir, the restaurant's closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here. You're speaking to yourself. <laughs> it's me, Mar- the Joker, as a waiter in your mind. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. What were your favorite parts of this episode, Brian? <laughs> Have we already talked about them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that's kind of, I, I don't really know. New segment. What was Brian's favorite part? Yeah. I don't know. Was it when Batman caught the Punisher and hung him out the window? <laughs> <laughs> you caught and me he so said, This is from the these are the guys from East. I went East <laughs> to get the <laughs> You caught me so off guard. I don't know why. Like the Punisher. Oh, yeah, I said Batman caught the Punisher and you're like, What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just he had a skull on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> That's a very, Are you serious? That's, that's a very, uh, that reaction was a very much a um, uh, hot fuzz. Have you seen hot fuzz? Yes. Yeah. yeah the yeah. part where like the, the all the baddies at the end are like coming forward with like why they were, you know, targeted. Uh-huh. And he says something like, you know, you murdered him. Oh, the way he murdered Bill Shakespeare or something. And uh, <laughs> Sergeant Angel's like, what? This. Oh, you know, like he just... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. You just cut. Uh, you can that cut that. makes I'm sense. Not explaining it well, but no, I get it. Um, I'm not cutting anything. Okay. Uh, I never. I only cut when I say stupid stuff. <laughs> I leave all your stupid stuff in there. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know if I had a favorite part. Like, there's nothing that's super standouty at the moment. Mm. Granted, I like just watched it for the first time. I'm sure if I watched it again, there'd be something that I'd really catch and be like, ah, hell yeah, that part. I th- I think my uh, like experience of the episode just now was different than normal i think it's the first time i've watched it knowing that it was potentially going to be a movie uh so i like this was a i guess a thing i've known for a couple years now but i haven't watched this episode in that long at least Mm. and the uh knowing that i think like there are some things with this that make it feel like I could, if it, I, I'm imagining it with like a movie budget on the animation and and a movie like okay we're gonna re- like mask of the phantasm style we're gonna really like every scene's gonna be flawless kind of a approach to it and I there's some aspects of it that feel bigger than a normal episode but I don't know if they would to anyone else that's not me like <laughs> <laughs> for instance uh, the Mad Hatter he puts the cards in all the doctors. You know, headbands or whatever, and right. they're all walking around. One of the doctors walking around that you see a couple times is like a uh, pudgier guy with glasses, and he's the guy from the Scarecrow other straight jacket episode that's like, oh, no, I don't think so, Batman. Oh. You get to stay in here. 
so that was like okay the world the world building is been has been enough that they can have like an actual person that you might recognize there instead of just like random doctor background extra yeah and i feel um, like that's the stuff you could expand upon if you're making it a movie yeah but have him do something be an actual character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh let's talk about the cast let's this is kevin conroy as batman of course bob hastings as commissioner gordon mark hamill as the joker most of these are the same as a bunch of other stuff uh we have stephanie zimbalist as janet van dorn zimbalist the daughter of ephraim zimbalist jr yeah <laughs> oh my god okay it's a family uh, affair do you remember janet van dorn from one previous episode yes I don't remember what episode, but I do remember her. Yeah. For like one scene. <laughs> so she was in Shadow of the Bat part one uh, when Batgirl's like, my dad didn't do this and goes oh, to yeah, the yeah, yeah. place. And she's like, please, lady, help me. And then the lady just goes, no. And that's the whole scene. Uh, that She had a different voice actor than Lynette Metty for that scene. So I, I And I, this is the only other time we ever see Janet Van oh. So I guess this is just... this. You got you got the two JVD. Uh, we hardly knew ye. JVD, old JVD and the Pussycats. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie Zimbalist was also a character named Laura Holt on ninety-four episodes of Remington Steel. <laughs> That's the only thing that she really did. Okay. Uh, George Zunza as Ventriloquist and Scarface. Aaron Kincaid as Killer Croc. Roddy McDowell as Mad Hatter. Richard Mole as Two Face. Diane Pershing as Poison Ivy. Uh, another replacement, we have Leanne Shermer as Officer Renee Montoya, replacing Ingrid Olu from every other appearance. Oh, I... Um, <laughs> she was there. You said yes. something about her when she was talking, but I don't know what I don't didn't quite catch what you said. Was I, it I'm, racist? I messed up my <laughs> <laughs> Should we not say? No, I just messed up my uh I, I there's a couple names that I'm always trying to remember yeah. and Roberta Calindris is one of them. <laughs> oh, and I I miss I mislabeled Roberta Calindris. You made that joke in Pav. I Yeah, uh, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. It sounds very yeah. like me. <laughs> uh this this Leanne Shermer uh voiced Alicia Diaz in the Ghost Recon video game series, and Renee Montoya in Lego DC Supervillains. <laughs> those are her things. Okay. And Arlene Sorkin is Harley Quinn. And those are all the voices. Hooray. Trivs? Yes. When Harley Quinn says, shoot him, as the jury is shown, the Mad Hatter's mouth can be seen moving. <laughs> I was watching it, and it definitely did that. Uh, Joker does an obvious parody of Porky Pig, which we yeah. noticed. Uh, we got Janet Van Doren, voice actor Stephanie Zimbalist, in addition to being the daughter of Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., also attended Juilliard for a year at the same time Kevin Conroy was there. What? Did I oh. know that Kevin Conroy went to Juilliard? You do now. I do now. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was roommates with Robin Williams at Juilliard. Kevin Conroy. Ro and Robin Williams also, went to Juilliard? Yeah, I guess. And then he also was like had a class or something with um, Christopher Reeve, Superman. Wow. So there's a lot of there's a lot of connections there. Wait. Christopher Reeves went to Juilliard? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Juilliard! When? Uh, <laughs> uh, first time that a piece of Harley Quinn's origin was revealed, Janet Van Dorn says Harleen Quinzel was a doctor here at, at Arkham. Yeah. Did we know about that before? I don't think so. The only time that the show so far has it was her first episode. She said, like, I should have stayed in beauty school or something. You know, she, she like, made some joke about that. But otherwise... It's this is the first time. Oh, I, I feel uh, like I had a projected like fake memory of her being a doctor there, but it must have been some other like 
Was there ever like a she, blonde hair, blue eyed doctor at Arkham? Uh, there was an episode where she disguises herself <gasps> as like a something. She comes yeah. there and says like, I'm here for so-and-so. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. was. Uh, that's but why I was, also, I was not surprised at all. I'm like, yeah, she was a doctor there, whatever. She uses her full name when she does that. She's like, I'm Harlene Quinzel. And nobody goes, oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, clearly the person who used to work here. What? Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Have you talked about I that? Think we, I think we did slightly, or at least I thought of it at the time. But I, my excuse in the moment was that I think... Harvey Bullock is the only person there, and maybe he's just stupid. I don't know. But like, <laughs> surely that doctor who's been there, the one who got mad had her tag. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> um, would have remembered her. Like, yeah, what? I don't know. Whatever. What? We talked about Riddler being there but not saying anything, and then he's just gone. Uh, yep. Uh, someone had written. I I didn't. I tried to listen for this, but I don't remember what it sounds like. So supposedly his his like leitmotif from "If you're so smart, why aren't you rich?" plays when they're bringing Batman down the hall to the like electric chair, or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, so the theory would be that like Riddler predicted Batman would escape and left. <laughs> like he's like, I'm out of here or whatever. But I, I don't I don't know if that's real or if that's just coincidence or whatever. No. That's all the trips. We did it. Damn. Although yeah. so there was something and I can't speaking of themes, can't recall the theme now, but when Batman and the Joker were doing their like lasso off the edge of the building thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There was some like there was like a two part kind of songy thing going on mm-hmm. and one of them reminded me of 93 batman the kind of like you said 93 movie. batman i think you mean 89 batman and you you're i do mean putting x-men in your brain yeah. i do i do <laughs> 89 yeah i, don't, I can't i mean there's also just either. joker and batman like flinging off a building together is similar <laughs> but, oh yeah that too but know. no the, the music itself i was like why does that music sound so reminiscent who was the uh harvey cohen I don't know. Leonard Cohen. Uh, if it was Shirley Walker. Yeah, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, whatever you always say. Uh, Roberta Calindris. Uh, <laughs> the the other thing that, that reminded me of just now when you said that was uh, Joker swings down. He says, like, here come the judge, uh, which I didn't – I don't think I've ever noticed before. But so there, there's, like, this running um, – story or whatever in my family my my mom's uncle goes by judge his name is james but he goes by judge and whenever you ask like what the fuck why uh the story is that they had like some maid or something when he was a kid that that like would would prance him out and say like here come the judge here come the judge so I like what 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 is there must be an origin to this. She didn't just say that because also the Joker says that here. So I just like between you shifting from the couch back to the microphone, I just googled like what is that from? Uh, it was a song by Pigmeat Markham in 1968. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> oh, uh, the B side, the B side of the of the um, record is the trial. Uh, and and here come the judge was the other song, and then there's it was reused in uh, there there's a there was a uh, variety show or whatever sketch comedy show Rowan and Martin's Laugh In uh, in 1983 to 1984 no 1968 to 1973 that adds up better uh, where 
he uh, he says, here come the judge a bunch. But I'm also now looking at the and the dates for that don't make any sense because that would have been like 30 years after this happened with my uncle, great uncle. So maybe that lady made that up. And then uh, what's his face? Pig meat, whatever. <laughs> Pig meat Markham was like, oh, Dan, that'd be a good song. <laughs> Maybe I maybe I'm connected to what to the joke Joker's line in in a completely solid fashion. That you know? checks out. Somebody put that in yeah. Wikipedia. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker's line is based on this, which is based on this, which is based on James's <laughs> great uncle's maid <laughs> when he was a little boy. Uh, are you are you wanting to talk about how the, uh, there were some keen effects? What were some keen effects in this episode? Great transition, James. Thank you very much. Such a good transition. Uh, man, there weren't a lot. There was nothing super stand out to Killer me. Killer Croc getting zappied. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. The light from the little lighter in Two Face's hand, which was way more light than that would ever produce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, unless he has like a super lighter, you know? No. No, <laughs> I don't know actually. Yeah, I, um, I I guess that was that was kind of yeah. That was it was interestingly dimensional. I liked that. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but I feel like the episodes get less and less artistic as the the art style gets honed in better. Like, I mean, okay, this is a consistently well drawn episode, but there's nothing like atmospheric and cool and interesting about what i'm looking at like it's just there there were some um, there were some cool shots and i think we've had episodes recently like um sideshow where there was just mm-hmm. like we were just like oh my god the art is so cool yeah. and like there's that bit where uh jvd and batman were like kind of hiding out and they had that interesting angle with the negative space and everybody like all the criminals mm-hmm. like running by you know like oh, there was, yeah, there was yeah, some yeah. good there were some good shots but yeah there's nothing like super like wow artistic about it and i also suspect that as you're getting into it much like this sort of what is it sophomoric album problem with bands you know they have like their whole life to write the first album and like only yeah, six Pick months Meet markham had this problem yeah <laughs> um i could see it that like at the beginning of the show they're trying to figure it out they're trying all this crazy stuff and then i think by this point episode yeah. 69, 69 that they're probably they're probably caught more in yeah you know, just having just having to produce things and maybe not having the, the freshest of ideas. Yeah, or they could be in the like, okay, I guess we're just making more of this mindset now or whatever. Yeah. I'm not that they, it doesn't feel like they don't care about it or anything. It just kind of feels more like maybe they're, they're leaning too far into the like, uh, we okay. We got the the we have everything organized. We have the system on lock or whatever. Instead of yeah, experimenting with right. as many things anymore. But I, that being said, I do think there was some cool, uh, some keen stuff going on. There was like, I don't know if this is really an effect, but I did. I I, I got mini goosebumps at the moment of like we're gonna pull his mask off and then she throws uh, the battery yeah, yeah. at the thing. That was kind of cool. Also, um, did he d- did. Uh, how did she get the battering? I don't remember. <laughs> I was thinking that when she had it, and I. But then I remembered her like, kind of like walking through the courtroom holding a battering as she talked earlier. Like she was like fiddling with it, but I don't know where she got it the first time. Was it given to her by one of the villains? We're just stupid and don't remember. People are screaming at the podcast. I mean, where, I'd where I'd like to from. hear that because I I didn't <laughs> see her holding the battering. I saw her like fiddling with her glasses a lot. Yeah. Um, but like, 
one, why wouldn't they have taken the Batarang away from her? Two, there was yeah, no know. point where they were able to interact where Batman wasn't in a straitjacket. Right, yeah. That's Which, why I was saying again, she mustn't not have gotten it from Batman. Why did she untie him? Or did he put... No. I was going to say maybe he put it in her jacket at like dinner, but he wouldn't have had. He wouldn't have known that was going to happen at that no. time. He did, however, have the foresight of like, okay, uh, Harley Quinn just kicked me in the head real hard. I don't think I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to put my homing beacon on the roof so that commissioner Gordon can show up and find it and know where I am or whatever. Uh, cause I thought when he took it out, I'm like, is that that thing from avatar that he used to break the glass? What, <laughs> it, what is this? Why is he going to use this on Harley Quinn? I thought it was like a taser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like a, a weird choice. And then he just drops it. And yeah, the little thing breaks off that Gordon can just super glue back on really easily yeah. uh, by touching it together. It's magnetized or something. Yeah. Um, it's breakaway. So I guess, yeah. It, it, if it, it might be a good segue to Batman's usefulness. Oh is that boy, he was pretty goddamn useless in this episode. Jamie, <laughs> I want to give him a zero. Zero. <laughs> this is the first time zero. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like an object from the episode I can, that I want to use. Uh, I'm gonna give him zero uh, rubber chicken gavels out of ten. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, pretty adjacent to my choice, which was gonna be uh, uh, I'm gonna give him zero poor defenseless flower picked from the blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whatever she says, yeah. I'll allow it. And poison ivy screams out of ten. I think there's some weird. There's some shot. Oh, it's at the beginning um, on the roof. Poison Ivy, this could be a, because Poison Ivy's disguised as the statue, mm -hmm. and then when she and Harley are walking toward Batman uh, before he, like, faints, yeah. I think uh, her gloves are missing, but I don't know if that's from, because she was in a different costume on top of her costume, or if that was an animation thing. Uh, yeah, who knows? But I was like, where the hell are her gloves? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, that was my, like, so, <laughs> world's greatest detective, eh? Like yeah. that is, I feel like that zero is well earned to the point where he can just walk by somebody in a stat. Like it's one thing to have a, like uh, someone animated as a statue, like a background yeah. cell animation, <laughs> but like in real life, like there's a no person standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it's also that like lady justice or whatever Greek thing where she's like holding up the scale Yeah, and she would have had to just be, Oh God, like standing there holding, like yeah. vibrating. Hold like, how long until Batman gets here? Come on. I have, I have friends that do the living <laughs> statue thing and like, you, yeah. know, you get some people that can be really good at it and have like really yeah. intricate things. But like, I don't think Ivy the, has the practice. Well, and also like, <laughs> even if the costume was like perfect, Batman yeah. is like, hey, who who are you? And before he finishes his sentence, goes to tackle the other statue. Like, yeah. I said, yeah. And then he jumps. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? If it wasn't moving at all, it wasn't making a motion for a gun. It wasn't doing this. It wasn't yeah. doing that. Why would he act so aggressively? It looked like the gray ghost. Also, I noticed that. that oh, with a bit fake of the hat disguise mm, thing. Yeah, yeah, and the cape and stuff, and and it also very reminiscent of the second cost. No, the first costume for a Justice League member that we see maybe three times in the background. <laughs> that you'll that I I want to say this now for the listener, just in case I forget years from now because i will about the trial statue the other thing with the statue was um 
the one that he knocks over that was gray ghosted yeah. is the same statue is the statue th- Ivy theoretically replaced. Like they removed the statue and put it th- over there. Yeah. But how did they Bart Simpson it off of the like pedestal or whatever perfectly? <laughs> or the skateboard, and, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> My bad. And but then also it has red hair. So like, oh, what a good coincidence that that statue already had red hair, so that Batman wouldn't think twice about Poison Ivy standing there with the thing over her face. Dude, it's all a huge <laughs> plot hole and super out of character. And maybe I was, this would have been explained better if it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like that's just it was so. Oh my god, there's so many moments in that little bit that like really upsetting to me. And like Batman grabbing Harley by the hat and throwing her by the, <laughs> the hat. Thing. One-handed yeah. launching the girl from her hat. I don't Which know. Which reminds me of many a couple other instances of like varying uh physics strength stuff going on where like you're like why does scarecrow need to help killer croc yeah put batman in the chair like killer croc who pushed over a redwood two episodes ago yeah and he's like kind of struggling <laughs> and then like scarecrow uh, like maybe harvey maybe yeah. something who's a little bit more <laughs> the skinniest the guy sk- <laughs> the dude who's literally named after an object stuffed with hay he just needed to, he wanted, he felt like he was helping. <laughs> and like, but what, like Croc should have been able to grab Batman by his head, one handed yeah. and like palm him like a basketball. And here's another thing that to be mad about with the rooftop <laughs> scene is why did they pick Harley and Ivy to be the ones, it's because Paul Dini wrote it, but why did they pick Harley and Ivy to be the ones to like, okay, the most important part of our plan is that Batman gets knocked out and captured and brought here. Let's choose... <laughs> Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, not Killer Croc, not like Joker with some twisted thing, not Scarecrow with fear gas, like any anyone that would have been better at doing that. I well, think. I feel like, and I'm not saying that because they're girls. I'm saying that because they have a history of not being very good at fighting Batman one on one. Yeah, that or two on ones. I think that's the thing is like there, there's an adeptness where like oh. Harley. Uh, yeah, Harley. I almost kept. I'm like Harley. No, Harvey. No, that's not right. It's Harvey Harley. and Eileen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Harley is such a loose cannon that you couldn't. I feel like you couldn't rely on her Predict, anyway. Yeah. And like Poison Ivy is definitely like a bigger plan kind of person. This is like, hey, we got to capture this guy. Like, send everyone, all of them. Send yeah, yeah. Well, them. yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's like they don't. Well, <laughs> okay. Instead of breaking out of Arkham, they all stay there. Yeah. <laughs> they all, they're like, oh, we we tricked. Like they, I mean, I guess because they're all, you know, twisted and want to do the, the evil scheme of putting Batman on trial. Like this is what they decided but together. Like, but why? Yeah. And then we like have the every- perfect escape plan where Mad Hatter put the things and no one's here to stop us and no one knows this is happening and we're going to stay here. <laughs> so there's, there's the like, and you could probably make an argument that like the baddies that we know the named baddies that we know like threatened everybody else to like stay there but like wouldn't maybe i don't know 50 or 60 percent of those people just say okay cool bye yeah. and just like walk out yeah what what the mind control is for them to be zombies not uh, have free thinking i guess but they can still wander no, no i'm talking about are, the 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 like uh the people who are in the hospital not the workers Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they shouldn't have as big of an attachment to this. They should just like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And these are people who are not like, they're also very like, this is Arkham. These people are behaving as like prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why are they all like, yeah, yeah we've fuck had, we've Batman? We've had this discussion before of what, like, Arkham even, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. The, the I, lowest security prison ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, Batman and, and Van Dorn are talking outside, and they're like, I'm going to keep trying to make the city safe. Me too, or whatever. And yeah. it goes to the sunrise, and you're like, yeah, I think you should work on making Arkham much more impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, that's that should be a first try. <laughs> it's like, okay, this clearly this shows us that, like, you know, so far one or two of these guys have been escaping pretty easily. This time, like, all of them could have left if they wanted to, and there, there's no one. This is the thing, like, just to give a kind of, like, you know, nice, sweet ball to wrap up this show into for episode mm-hmm. 69. Um, Pig Meat Mart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's, uh, the name of, uh, what's the name of the actual song? The, the uh, Careless Whisper? Careless Whisper. Yeah, okay. Pig Meat Markham's Careless Whisper. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Is that the I was trying to incorporate. The I, yeah, I was trying to incorporate his name into the podcast title. <laughs> I really wanted him in there. That um, works. Anyway. But, oh, yeah, to wrap it all up into one, like, <laughs> sweet little package. It, every episode more or less exists because one of these people busted out of Arkham. Like, yeah. work on your security. It did, the Harley and Ivy thing, as soon as I said they have a history of not being good on one-on-one with Batman, uh, it reminded me immediately about the Harley and Ivy episode. They act, they string Batman up to a table and push him into a swamp or some shit. So I, I guess they're maybe they are the only ones with a history of <laughs> successfully capturing I mean, Batman. Bat, or Jokers <laughs> toss him into a coffin. And That's like, true, in an upside-down water Houdini thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Croc got him into a... Or maybe it was Croc and Friends got him into a like a caravan jail thing. Oh yeah, like people Croc and Friends. People, <laughs> I'd watch that show. Furks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like it, it, it's like okay, you got all the cops there. Which, by the way, cops would <laughs> they never... almost did the almost got him thing of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the like infinite loading gun sound effect it was just for a couple seconds i think anybody who watches that and i realize yes it's a cartoon i need to stop being so critical but like <laughs> that's what we're here for <laughs> yeah all of the like you wouldn't have okay you have a long hallway with a collection of bad guys in the middle you would yeah. not have those guys surrounded on both ends by cops withdraw with their cops with their guns drawn why because if one guy shoots and misses he's gonna shoot a cop on the other side okay yeah all right (laughs) but then they can't go anywhere i don't know they're not crazy or anything it would try something (laughs) right (laughs) wow well anyway let's derail let's derail this conversation i hope the next episode is a riddler one that would that would like be canonically pretty cool uh it's not it's soon though uh are we putting this on the top 10 no I, li- I, I actually, as, as critical as I am, I did like it. I thought it was a cool episode. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think I would have liked it more if it was tightened up a bit. The ending was great. Here's the thing. I have Eternal Youth as my number 10, and I think I like this better than Eternal Youth, but not any of the ones above it. So I am going to oh. put this as my number 10. Okay. Uh, and now, so my reverse top 10, I've got Trial. Beware the gray goose, shadow, oof, the bat, parts one through two, the man who killed Boot, man, all moose goot him, 
Heart oof ice, or sorry, that's just heart oof ice. <laughs> uh, two face part one, feet oof clay part two, un leather wings and Rubens reckoning part one. <laughs> my number one. Thank you for reading that. <laughs> well, I hadn't done it in full yet. So. Yeah. And then burr, I'm cold because my heart is ice is top ten. <laughs> just because we haven't added something for. Oh no, you added sideshow, but yeah. you want to read them just to refresh yeah. the audience. I got sideshoo, shadow of the bat parts one through two. Beware of slash the gray. Oh god, beware of slash the slash gray ghost slash ghost just ghost. Yeah. Point of view. Pav pav. Uh, Pretty Poison, Joker's Favor, Almost Got Him, Robin's Wrecked, Part 1, Feet of Clay, Part 2, Heart of Ice, rightfully so, and number one. (laughs) Not Heart Oof Ice. Uh, At some point, we were going to have to do the thing that we keep saying that we're going to do that we haven't done yet, which is add a little block of why you liked each episode or what it was about or whatever. (laughs) And we still won't do it after even this time we're talking about it. I got a lot of computer Uh, work to do today, so maybe I will. (laughs) <laughs> you won't. Uh, <laughs> books or hip hop was the other thing that we didn't do. Um, hip hop. Yeah. And uh, on that line, I, I was going to tell you, I might as well now on the podcast, uh, there was a, a band rehearsal I was in three nights ago. Yeah. And the bass drum player was hitting the bass drum tooth like thuddy in like the center. You're supposed to hit it like s- closer to the edge or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, He's like, oh, the director's like, oh, can you back off a little bit on that? It's a little too hip hop. And I'm like <laughs> looking around the room like, no one here. I can't, I can't be like, oh, I was a little books to me. Like nobody. <laughs> you know, if you were me, you would have just said that. <laughs> I said it anyway. And people will be like, what do you mean by that? And be like, I don't know. Be like, would you listen to my podcast already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Everyone in this room should listen to Jump on the Bandwagon. Okay, let's do some mail. Yeah. 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 That yeah. At one small extra yacht. Give me the roller coaster. We drop what we drop. Our weekly yacht. Oh, yeah. Into the comment box. <laughs> there sure was a lot. Now Jamie's mad. Too bad we're all. At least I am. Just Dylan Pollock. Ooh, pretty. So I changed it a little bit. I thought about, like, I, sh- <laughs> I shouldn't. I was thinking, like, putting like six different harmonies of my own voice onto that at the end there, but it's better if I don't. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this little silly little thing. you know. Agreed. So the Yappy Mail, if you want to reach out to us, like the fire hand at the end of the Cat in the Claw part two, that's going to be, that's already so outdated. It's going to be, so, uh, uh, I want to keep saying it for the rest of, the, <laughs> of all these shows. Uh, email us at batwagonpod at gmail.com. Please keep voice messages under 60 seconds, one per person, just for the sake of the length of the show. And you can and should also leave us a comment on today's episode on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. See. Yeah? Yup. Yeah. Yup. Also, well, uh, just a quick aside. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, today is Friday. It's the day that Kimmy is flying out of country and out of our date. Oh, my God. She's going to New Zealand for like a month. You know, happy trails to Kimmy and everybody. If you happen to be in New Zealand, like track her down and say yo. This first uh, email is from Carly Barrent, Yappy Pants Mail. This is about pants. Nice. <laughs> That's what it says. 
So I'm here to solve the whole mystery of the big pocket pants oh. with my guy. <laughs> yes, so thank you. those are not you. actually pockets. That's how the legs of those pants are cut, and they're called jodhpurs. Or I think oh. for our purposes, we can refer to them as yuppers. Uh, <laughs> in, in regards to why does Batman bother dressing up as Batman in front of people who know he's Batman, I think it's more like, uh, you know, in mask of the phantasm or batman year one where he goes out and tries to fight crime as just a dude and he gets the shit beat out of him <laughs> uh, batman's whole thing is that he that he truly wears a costume because superman that's just what he wears a superman and wonder woman that's just what she wears like all the time but batman has purposely crafted a character and he's like i'm gonna put on this yeah. sick cape Theatrical. and this cowl mm. i'll be a fucking bat i'll scare the <laughs> shit out of people and a regular and bat. it puts him in the right mindset to knock over a giant statue. So I think that's why he bothers becoming <laughs> Batman. That makes sense. I, I think partially for the scare of the bad guys and partially for what you're saying with, with like, you put on a costume, you put on a uniform, you, you feel like a different person. I'm this person. I need to be in this mindset now or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. Carly, I always appreciate your your input and knowledge and costume, you know, hijinks. Your pants... Uh, Info, <laughs> pants, <laughs> some, some other p word for the alliteration. Yeah, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I like the. They're not pockets, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we need to go back and edit that last episode because just we're just talking every time pockets, that we say pockets, pockets. There's not pockets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the pain that we caused you. <laughs> oh my god! At least, hey, at least I didn't put one of the pocket names as the name of the podcast, right? So Piss her off even more, even more. Uh, Scarlet One, jump on the mechanic wagon episode, whatever Bring it is. It. I can't see it. Hello, listener, and welcome back to Jump on the Mechanic Wagon. Whee! I'm your host, Scarlett One. In this episode, I will tell you about season one, episode seventeen of Judge Judy, Bats <laughs> and Tires. Wait, what? <laughs> the plaintiff. Earl Cooper is suing the defendant, Batman, for $7.49, the price of a tire, and that he bought <laughs> both on Batman's car. Batman is counterfeiting for $2,300.69 for emotional distress hey, caused by Earl suing him. That's the number of As I understand it, Mr. Cooper is suing the Batman for the price of a wrench or something. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And the Batman is suing Mr. Cooper for a couple thousand dollars for emotional distress, which is also ridiculous. Case dismissed. <laughs> but you didn't even let me talk. Don't pour gravy on my steak and tell me it's gravy. What? Anyway, <laughs> see you next week. Same PP time, same poo poo channel. Don't pour gravy on my steak and tell me it's gravy. <laughs> I wish I understood the reference. I'm sorry. This is me not knowing memes. This is my shtick here. Thanks, Carly. Pedro Enrique, thoughts on trial. Hello, second audio message this time. I think I'm getting the hang of it. Maybe I won't have to edit two takes together next time. Hey, guys. Uh, Pedro, back again to share some of my thoughts on this episode of BTAS uh, trial. Um, I'm much better than the episode last week. I like mm. how it touches on some very no criticisms of Batman as he gets blamed for creating his villains, you know, and he flips mm. that idea uh, on its head by making Batman a consequence of the city of Gotham being corrupt. Um, I really enjoyed the writing. Uh, I love the fight scene in the dark. I love the joining of all the villains. It was really cool mm. to see them working together. It was really mm -hmm. funny to see Joker, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Two-Face, you know, all of them working together. It was fun to see Croc again. Overall, great episode. Quick question, though. The judge says that Batman is now recognized as an agent of the law. How? He has a freaking bat signal <laughs> used by the GCPD and funded by the GCPD. Like, what more do you need? <laughs> but anyway, overall, great episode. Loved it. Uh, 
until next time and stay happy. Thank you. You too. I, there were some, several other, uh, several things brought up in that, that I had, we hadn't really talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. The bat, the, the bat signal thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it is interesting that th- theoretically Batman wouldn't be recognized as like a, yep, uh, that counts as you arresting someone. Mm-hmm. But I, it's happened so many times already where he like leaves them hanging from the fan in Commissioner Gordon's office or some shit like that. And they're like, take him in. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's why they all go to Arkham instead of jail. Cause they're like, well, technically we can't put him in jail. But, but w- wait though. Hold on. Like I'm not I I did take a criminal justice class, but I'm not like 90 years ago. 90 something years ago. So I'm sure the laws have changed. But <laughs> just because somebody captured somebody else, citizens arrest or something. Like here we go. In theory, somebody goes on a crime rampage. The cops know mm-hmm. who it is. They're looking for him. And one day they find the person handcuffed at a cafe like to to the booth and they're like oh well i guess we're just gonna arrest you cool like the means of the person being like air quotes apprehended or not is that does that yeah affect the cops because the cops could then say like well while you're just hanging around uh, you are now being arrested. You have the right yeah. to remain silent. We happen to find you lying here in handcuffs, like plastic toy store handcuffs, uh, yeah. and we will put you in real ones now. Yeah, it, right. you would think that would be a thing, like, but maybe they, there's some sort of twisty stupidness to it of, oh, if if they're already arrested, you can't do it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think the the more I think about that, the more that I'm like that that falls flat upset about it yeah i like <laughs> well, that and you brought some good points yeah the i also we we dropped Drop. uh <laughs> some little moments in during the episode that we didn't mention of of uh whether the villains created batman or vice versa mm. where like most of the time i see what they're saying with oh, the situation like Batman choosing to to stop them or whatever the situation that caused them to be a, a supervillain usually involves Batman in that origin story in some way, like especially Joker. Right. But you would think that, so like I get what they're going for, but when they said the thing about, uh, oh, actually we created Batman and you went like, did you though? And I think Pedro got it right with the city being shit created Batman, but mm-hmm. those specific villains did not exist at that time or whatever. Uh like they they weren't sitting around going, hey, we the Mad Hatter and Scarecrow and Riddler and etc. are here terrorizing the town. We need Batman or Batman must exist now. There was just like robbers and gangster guys and stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Not technically, but sort of. Uh, David Horvitz, Vitz. Vitz. You should just have your thing be Vitz. I read. I read it too slow. Gotham's new date, new DA is a girl. <laughs> uh, trying to keep this one short since Avatar got me all worked up, which inadvertently turned into a vitziopsis. I absolutely love this episode. It's not like Heart of Ice in that it has a great heartfelt script and storytelling, but this concept of putting Batman on trial and being judged by the criminals he put away in Arkham to me, it's like almost Gotham got it right, where the villains get to tell their side of how their misfortune is only because of Batman's existence. 
You have Gotham Police Department actually doing some detective work of their own, despite the bat stun gun not breaking when it drops and is all of a sudden broken when the cops show up. Oh, I didn't even notice it not breaking. <laughs> I didn't either. Damn. Uh, an almost Batman mask reveal, followed by an awesome fight sequence in Blackout Room where you get those signature captured in the dark, all wrapped around a character arc of the district attorney learning that as much as she thinks Batman belongs in Arkham, he is in fact one of the good guys, and the two share the same goal, a Gotham without Batman. It's honestly a that good is, episode. That is one of the coolest yeah. parts. Actually, when you talk about yeah. my favorite part of that might actually be it, where at the end, at the very Someday, last I line. hope I am not necessary also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that also brings up the point that you made of she throws the battering at one light bulb and the entire asylum's lights go out. <laughs> go out. <Yeah. laughs> they, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but how the light bulb in the hallway of my house, when it goes out, the light in, in my kid's room also doesn't turn on. Like it's wired wrong to where like it oh. needs that light bulb for the connection. <laughs> oh, that's so maybe that's maybe Arkham's so old the wiring is fucky like that's that. not that's not even an age thing. That's just somebody wiring very yeah. wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's so it's so old that the person was stupid, not like today when people aren't <laughs> stupid anymore. Wait, does your son's does the light in the hallway have to be on for the light in your son's room to go no. on? No. So they wired it they did a three way switch on I it. Don't know. But they got the wiring you know, wow. actually, come to think of it, currently the light bulb in the hallway is burnt out, and I bought new light bulbs yesterday to cha- to fix it. But mm-hmm. the light in his room still turns on, and that's the first time that's happened. So I don't know what causes the. the light, I don't know. The this isn't bulb, part of trial. <laughs> the light bulb being in there should be your connection. Like, okay. Whether or not the filament works. No. The, the light before bulb before it was it was just burnt out. Now it's doesn't matter it's not connect it chose to be fine this time anyway uh it's honestly a good episode with good animation good simple jokes and lines fun and a well-rounded story you get a little bit of everything in this batman episode honestly i wish this was a two-parter to get a little more out of this concept the defense rests vits <laughs> yeah i guess that probably would have solved my rushing problem if it was two parts and you could do a little bit more with the intro not being like two minutes long before he's in a straight jacket but well, then you get then into the not, idea of it being a movie. <laughs> well, I'm saying I don't, but then it's only 40, it's like a half a movie instead of a third or fourth of a movie or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. It's slightly longer. Anyway, uh, Mark, is this Mark? No, this is MN Drew. Uh, Avatar, not that one, not that one either. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, shit, this is the wrong one. Uh, there it is. And not the one from Ultima either, come to think of it. Anyway, every race episode, I get hit with the same thing. Whenever someone says Ubu, my old and corrupted brain goes to all the bad sitcoms I've sat through ending, sit, Ubu, sit, good dog. Yep. And how that probably ends in the all ghoul household on a regular basis. Oh, happens in the all ghoul household. Also, one of your talented listeners needs to make an animated gif of that's not how that works because I would smear that thing all over social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get on it, Dylan Pollock sock puppets. All for now, you yuppers can get off my lawn and go home. I'm Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. I like that sign out. Uh, Yeah, I also like the defense wrists. Vits. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Newman, trial sent from my iPhone. You're listening to GCN, Gotham City oh, News with Jack now. Ryder. <laughs> Tonight's top story, Batman captured by his entire rogues gallery and forced to fight his way out of Arkham Asylum. 
Honestly, that sounds like a pretty cool concept. Someone should make a video game out of that. <laughs> Summer, I've got a great idea for a video game. <laughs> now over to the music. As you know, I love when uh, xylophones are used in action sequences. It makes me so happy. So I loved hearing some uh, xylophones <laughs> used in action sequences. Also, a lot of uh, almost John Williams-y chase music playing as uh, uh-huh. Batman and the DA attempt to escape uh, the asylum. I just thought that was really cool. Maybe that's what your brain meant by Batman 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen the 93 Batman? Come yes, on now. Yes, we're currently watching yeah. it. <laughs> or we watched it last year, yeah. Uh, I, I actually want to go back and listen to that music and see if I can trigger something in my brain, but it could be a it John went, Williams bah, bah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Batman 93, of course. <laughs> uh, this is Contemplations on Trial from Tip Tapricot. Tip to Precut. Hi, you guys. Wasn't Hi. able to get a message in last week and almost wasn't able to again this week. Life's weird. Life is weird. Life is very weird. The trial weird. is one of my favorite episodes, so I wanted to get some cut thoughts in. Oh. This is one of my favorite BTS episodes. You know, Brian, so far people are going to be mad that you didn't like it as much as... No, <laughs> I didn't say it, it was, was a bad one. We yeah, definitely you, had you, some nitpicking, but, you yeah. know... At the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, cool. I like that. You specified that you didn't dislike it. Yeah. So that, that might be enough I to hope calm so. the Dylans. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite BTS episodes, I think it's really entertaining and succinctly deals with a conflict that's brought up in a ton of Batman content, a.k.a. does Batman cause or continue the mm-hmm. cycle of crime in Gotham? Uh, going in, I was worried there would be a huge focus on all these guys are mentally unwell and that's why they're bad aspect as I didn't remember exact detail. Yeah, I was a little worried about that too because yeah. uh, they do do the like, we're freaks, we're monsters. Or sorry, we're freaks, we're monsters. <laughs> Volume's not turned up loud enough. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised the focus ended up being more on the choices and actions of Batman's rogues, ones they didn't re- that they didn't regret, choices to hurt people, pre-existing toxic and harmful tendencies, etc. It also showed the dynamic between Batman and the law well, and that on both sides they want to work on bettering Gotham so that vigilante justice isn't needed. For smaller stuff, uh, that that makes me wonder where the hell Robin was this episode also. <laughs> I'm at co- I'm a college dick today. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. I'm in math class. <laughs> Batman's like, uh, uh, what? Uh, oh my God. It, wow. Distress signal. <laughs> That's what I was trying oh. to think of. Is going off in his pocket and they're like, uh, Mr. Grayson, no phones in class. <laughs> like, why? But it's, it's 1944 or whatever. <laughs> Uh, for smaller stuff, Janet was a strong character with a believable arc. It was fun to see the rogues team up and poor Croc get beat to hell. And I thought I a lot know. of the lighting choices and animation were absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. That's all for now. And for my thoughts on last week, Avatar, well, this very short clip from Moon Knight sums it up pretty well. Laters. Avatars. Blue people. Love that film. By Avatar. You mean that? <laughs> I mean. Anime. <laughs> uh, yeah the joke that everybody made it's okay it's the it's the easiest joke uh last email comes from keen machine avatar and trial greetings yappy dudes greetings thanks again for reaching out it was very thoughtful just an email from me today uh, i have a soft spot for all the race episodes because he was such a mysterious intriguing antagonist when i was a child but avatar is definitely the lowest ranking one of them all for me it does help further define race and talia's relationship though which is important also, very keen to see the return of our special race correspondent co-host for this episode. <laughs> Trial is in my top three BTS episodes for sure. <laughs> of course. I, I hope you love it, Brian. <laughs> it oh, would have made a great movie, but oh I no. think the pacing is also done really well as a standard episode. Really? Keep it keen. 
Interesting. We did keep it keen. Yeah, um, it sure was uh, not a movie, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, so we have one new voice message. It's from Dylan Pollock. You, you want to hear it? Yeah. It's time for the thoughts of the week from Dylan Pollock on trial or slap this bad boy in the top 10. Or maybe Brian hates it. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according to Van Dorn, has Batman named himself Judge Duty and Executioner? <laughs> yes. I'm very curious how it was decided that Joker would be the judge. Yeah. Two-Face would probably be better yeah. as a judge, but who could take his place as the prosecutor, I suppose. Yeah. Was there a vote, you think? And everyone voted for themselves except Harley voted for the Joker? <laughs> oh, <that works. laughs> I don't know. That's just where my mind went to. I do think that this is a 10 out of 10 episode, but mm. Batman's usefulness oscillates wildly between like a 1 and a 0.5 at times, all the way to a 10 at other times. <laughs> and as Joker says, is there anything worse than finding out you messed up your own rotten, stinking life? I'm not wasting my question on that, though. For the question of the week, James' favorite part. Ah. If you gained the powers of one superhero from DC or Marvel in reality, whose would be the worst superpowers to have oh. in reality? Either would mess up your own life or just wouldn't do much good. You tell me. I think Laptop Forever Man would probably be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, the worst powers? I don't know. Um, uh, actually, I do know. Our Man. He can be super strong for an hour. So I, w- I would want I'd want that, but I longer. <laughs> that, that was Wait, a, did uh, did you say a, existing DC? Uh, I can't scrub through it. Yeah. We, let's, let's add Marvel to that so that you can have more choices <laughs> uh actually i changed mine immediately to arm fall off boy that's yeah. a real character <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> oh yeah because you've seen the suicide squad movies yeah. uh yeah. yeah i mean like arguably rogues would suck right yeah you're just like i'm gonna live my life with gloves and like not kissing people cool or <laughs> like who was um Psylocke. Somebody got pretty killed. There's like I feel like there's a couple of superheroes who are like just not really that superhero-y. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'll, I'll just for the ease of it, I'll just say Jean Grey. Or Rogue. He, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to have the best powers. Reality no. warping cosmic <laughs> powers, yeah. Uh Jubilee, fireworks hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get to look 90s as hell as my powers. Yeah. Good turn there at the end, Dylan. I thought it was going to be whose powers do you want, but yeah, you got me. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought that was going to be it too, and that's a common, like, people asking us these kind of questions that I don't uh, I don't know <laughs> the answer to. Like, who's stronger? I don't have a good answer. I'm not going to answer that. Mm. We didn't have any uh, message from Karamazma. this time, which is a little <laughs> weird, but maybe next time. I just wanted to make sure I got that in. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you. Uh, okay, this is comments on last episode. Avatar or Rube Goldberg was from Mars. Uh, we got Ashley Touchin. I want to see the alternate ending to this episode where Batman awkwardly follows Ra Ra U Ra Ra's and Co. Uh, because that's a way. That's the way back to civilization. And Batman isn't stubborn enough to die in the desert for the sake of his pride. It would be like when you say goodbye to someone, then realize you're both heading in the same direction. So you have to make some awkward small talk for a few more minutes. Oh, God. I, yeah, I he's like, it. I'm also going this way. I have, I, and maybe that's what it was. Is he still behind us? <laughs> yes. I I tried giving him more pee cantons, but he's still. <laughs> no, I've I've act- actively gone out of the way knowing that it was the same direction just to avoid that like discomfort like giving that yeah. to other people 
So uh, maybe that's what Batman was doing. He's like, I'll just walk this way for like a half an hour and then I'll walk back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for trial. It's such a great episode uh, with a brilliant concept. Plus, it'll be episode 69 of the podcast. Nice. So, you know, snicker, snicker. <laughs> Charles Motosierra, regarding trial, I feel like the expression fucking awesome was invented specifically to describe this. Everyone's going to be mad at you, Brian. I, I love I know. everything Did in you this have, episode. <laughs> do you have this opinion, Jamie? Were you like trial? Uh, well, no, you said you haven't seen it in like a couple of years. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're base, if you're using your usual Brian uh, deduction basis of James has watched this multiple times, it must be a good episode. I have watched this a lot of times, not recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't know. I, I think it's a product of the of doing it this way for the podcast, where we're watching everything how it came out, and I'm watching with you and all this stuff, where my brain's like <laughs> chemistry on all these episodes has been. A little more um, uh, looking for bad stuff <laughs> than oh, I usually no. do, but it's not—it's not in a way that I think is problematic for me. Like I think, like I'm still going to be like, yeah, Batman the animated series, great, I love it. Yeah, but there are things that now I'm like looking for. I'm not look okay. I'm not looking for things to be bad, but since we're about to have a discussion afterward, if there are any bad things, they're going to stick in my mind so that we can make jokes about them. Yeah, and I I think that this episode is very strong, but that it's just it it it's we've watched better episodes. Is yeah. I think how it works for me clearly because I have nine above it in my top ten. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but it's still on my top ten. Yeah, I I guess I'm I'm still like. I feel like I do feel legitimately bad when I'm like, yeah, this was like this was a cool episode, or like, oh, I didn't Which really care for me, this episode. I should probably change it to Traul. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel legitimately bad when everyone's like top ten, like, oh my god, yeah. this is one of the greatest ones, and I'm like genuinely surprised. Like that makes me feel bad because you know I don't want to like yuck anybody's yum, but also I'm like, what what did I miss? Is it like, yeah, well. is it a nostalgia thing? Is it having seen more of the DCAU and it becomes like more impactful via that nostalgia? Um, Maybe I don't know. I'm sorry, I, think I really it, don't want to upset anybody. No, I think it's just I think it's one of those episodes where it's really fun to see all the villains interacting together, and that probably is mostly what sticks in people's minds is like, yeah. oh, that was some clever stuff going on yeah uh but the the science <laughs> behind like yeah. the plot the plot itself is a little lackluster i guess like it could be better but it's it's still good um anyway charles mosiero continuing i love everything in this episode the premise is crazy it fits the themes of the episode because of that weird that jamie told broccoli man that riddler was in the episode though as his model shows up as a motionless and voiceless background character <laughs> that spontaneously disappears between scenes but the guy just got out of the metaverse, so let's give him a break. That's a very good point. The last time we saw Riddler, he was like <gasps> unconscious from his brain exploding yeah! in a video game. <laughs> they don't Ooh, explain how he got point. out of that. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't say anything. <laughs> He's broken. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to the episode. You uh, you can get big vibes from the Arkham Asylum graphic novel, and it feels like Paul took some notes here he would end up using in the comics video game adaptation. The episode is also kind of loosely based on a 70s story where Rachel Ghoul and Two-Face hold a trial to figure out who killed Batman, who was obviously alive. Oh, that sounds oh. better. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I could think of. Real excited for next week's episode. Bye. 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 
uh, Cooney Phoenix. You guys are watching Trial? I don't know what your take will be after watching it, but it's funny as hell, in my opinion, and my brother and I watch it like once a year together every year, so what? I like it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we've got Joker being the worst judge in existence. If he's doing that on purpose or not, who even knows? Croc wanting to throw a rock at Batman Part 3. The bit that where Harley's funny. all teehee actually thinks Batman, <laughs> and Batman's just, and it's just like a flat nothing face. Uh, which is even more amusing because, one, she says it like she's completely unaware of what's going on here or what she's explicitly been called up to discuss, which she might actually be. And, two, mere seconds later, she's aiming to rip the Joker apart. And I'm going to say it. They shouldn't have stopped her. I will say <laughs> some scenes feel a bit awkward because there's, like, moments when reaction time or the time of action was freaking slower than my mom's 12-year-old MacBook Pro. But I guess it somehow <laughs> adds to why this episode just makes me laugh. Anyway, yeah, have a good day. Yeah, okay. I think I agree with all that. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can definitely agree with that. There are definitely some I do agree moments. that your brother and you watch it once a year, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I want a brother. I think Brian, my brother Broderick, and I will watch it once once a year from now on. Once once in 2023. Are we least. brothers? Your brother Broderick. My brother Broderick? Your brother Broderick. Who is he? Where Where He's is the third host of the podcast has been muted this whole time. Oh my God! And he's just That's sitting what we've right been there. Referencing <laughs> brother Broderick. It's not actually you. This one. I don't know what says. One reason I kind of loved Avatar was because Batman was on a horse, and that's cool as heck. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Clown Town ninety seven. <laughs> Joe. Very true. Uh, Zane Beatty. I also got. I got so excited when Joe was announced. I forgot he's now planned to be included in all future Racial Ghoul episodes. Now we watch Trial as the fan base sweats in anticipation. Will this end up on both top tens, or will Brian and James have much to answer for in a trial of their own in the next segment of Yappy Courts? <laughs> oh, that's that would be good. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know. I do like that people are excited for Joe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for once in his measly life. No, I I, I like that uh been make I've been making content with Joe since like eighth grade and <laughs> yet here we are finally people are like, Yes, Joe on the internet, finally, my favorite. <laughs> so I'm happy for you, Joe. You're not listening to this though. Bow sprightly, bow sprightly, you'll never tell me what it is. Does this mean Joe is coming back for all the race episodes? See you on redacted. Yes, that is the plan anyway. Uh, Juan Pedro, hi, I'm in Madrid, in case you were wondering. I was, thank you. I like Hell it when yeah. my favorite superhero and my favorite show make reference to my favorite movie character and my favorite movie series. Whenever there's something racial ghoul related, the show becomes Indiana Jones, and I like that for the most part. It's funny that I've seen the episode Avatar from Batman the Animated Series numerous times, but I haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender or either of the two Blue People movies. Oh, God. You need to watch the show. I don't care about yeah, the don't movie. don't bother with the movie. Great pod as always, guys. <laughs> yeah. Are you, why are you strangling a puppet in the background? I'm just Brian? getting him back in his happy place. You're, you're grabbing him by the neck. <laughs> Where do you grab puppets by? Uh, I don't. Great pot as always, guys. Looking forward to next week's episode. Thank you. You're supposed to say, you're pretty when you're angry or whatever while you're handling the puppet. <laughs> uh, Ian Thompson, I was wrong about Avatar airing on a Wednesday, but I'm right that those pants are called Jodpers. Oh, yeah, that's what Carly said. Yeah. Uh, Avatar is very silly, but since I also love the movie The Mummy, I kind of love it. <laughs> I guess I get mummy vibes. Scrudge. Scrudge. Richard Mole puts Batman on trial in this episode. Should have called this one Night Court with a K. Oh, <laughs> Trial's one of my faves. I'm sure it'll get brought up in Tribs, but it's too bad that Henry Pollock wasn't able to record lines for this one since Scarecrow is one of my favorite Batman villains. Uh, and I wish we could have gotten more interaction between him and the other rogues. Yeah, I guess he could have said, like, 
Uh, I don't think I really have a purpose here <laughs> helping you, Croc. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> also, just want to add my two cents to the Batman-Bruce Wayne voice discussion. I really like the idea presented in Grant Morrison's Batman run, uh, the comics, where basically Alfred explains that Bruce started out as Batman. When he started out as Batman, he had to put on the Batman voice, as well as needing to practice it under in order to get the growl and everything to sound just right. Then after a decade or so of being Batman, Bruce just starts doing the Batman voice all the time without even realizing. Oh. Should be an Arkham Asylum. With the monsters. Sewer King. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> the trial of the Batman. I remember that day in Arkham. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. I guess he probably was in the crowd or something <laughs> oh yeah. someone i don't think this was in tris but i think maybe i didn't include it because it was just like opinion but someone on the wiki i think had pointed out that uh when batman gets that like um ransom note to come to the roof yeah it's in the same like magazine clippings that josiah wormwood from cape and cowl conspiracy would use to get batman to go places oh so it's like did they get him to help with that and he's off screen or something I don't that's know. a cool point i was looking yeah. at that and I, I was trying to figure out like why that was reminiscent and it was like the font is it just like vaguely batman-y yeah. but i mean this be. just could be its own thing but i i i maybe that would be a good part of if this was a movie was more guys more bad guys <laughs> everyone ever that's like ever all the there. bad guys working together more i think would be yeah really rad. it would be funny to have the like Josiah Wormwood, Sewer King, Boss Bigacy guys trying to help, and the other bigger, more important characters are like, that and I, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you know? Oh, did you know that I was supposed to be the judge in the case, and Boss Biggest was supposed to write things down on the record? Yes, yes, yes. That was the plan. Penguin was supposed to be our first witness and testify against Batman. It was all. Oh yeah, Penguin wasn't even there. Oh <laughs> Although my I God, think Killer yeah. Croc was not an Arkham person. I think he was a, a just prison person stonegate person whatever uh it was all planned out perfectly but 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 that egotistical clown wasn't satisfied only playing the role of executioner and wanted to hog the spotlight and sideline me their teacher their master their king ready i was for that trial instead i got forced into being a silhouette and didn't get to put my costume <laughs> on for the trial until batman's execution and then i make a cameo being the one inmate that one inmate not in silhouette when Batman is taken to the execution chamber. Yes, 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 that was me. I guess it looked vaguely like <laughs> I did get to chat with Boss Biggest Nostromos and Lloyd Ventrix during the trial, though. Yes, I did. Yeah, the invisible man. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Charlotte 97. Man, it's been a while, and all I can say is it's good to jump on the Batwagon after being busy recently. Uh, I would Welcome like back. to comment on this episode, but there's not a lot to say with this one. Makes sense, oh, this Avatar, makes sense they went to both Gibraltar and Egypt because it spanned the whole Mid Mediterranean, am I right? P.S. Rube Goldberg being from Mars has some implications that I wanted to make a joke about, but couldn't think about th couldn't think of a punchline without a spoiler. P.P.S. Feel free to ignore the above P.S. comment if you deem it a spoiler. Jam man. P.P.S.S. P.P. Poo poo. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Well played. St this is Dylan Pollock. Dylan Pollock, you have such good comments I want to read, but I can't read them. You got to include them in your voice message, okay? Okay. Uh, Lenola Cola, The Return of Raish, The Return of Joe, The Return of the Baja Blast, The Return of the Green Hentai Tentacles, last seen in the episode Dreams in Darkness, and especially The Return of the Yappy Dudes. And there was a missed opportunity to say, so our old ruler of two continents was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we missed <laughs> There that. are so many 
our blah 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 is a woman. Like that's yeah. the twist. Like yeah. the whole movie. The whole the movie yes. was oh, it's a woman. We should we should have had a is a woman counter or something. And we could go back into that somewhere. <laughs> um, Withy line. <laughs> I'm not actually up to date on Yop Wagon episodes. I just wanted to be included. Oh, welcome. Cool. Wency 209, zero out of 10. It wasn't an Avatar The Last Airbender versus James Cameron Avatar crossover with Batman in it. <laughs> it was just another episode featuring the guy with the name we don't know how to say. False advertising. <laughs> also, yeah, Joe's back. <laughs> and last first, we have Mark Aquino. So is this the one with the blue cat monkeys or the one with the bald kid? <laughs> of the episodes we've gotten that featured Talia and her father razzle-dazzle all gabagool, Avatar was certainly one of them. In all seriousness, this wasn't as good as the Demon's Quest Part 1, but still decent nonetheless. The animation wasn't done by Dong Yang for once. Uh, in the comeback story of the season, Studio Junio redeemed themselves for the crappy work they did on the Underdwellers, did a really solid job on this one. Mm. I guess comparatively, yeah. The cinema buff in me chuckled at the shady merchant in Cairo telling, trying to sell Bruce and Talia the Maltese Falcon. Judging yes. by his character design, I like to refer to him as Bullock's Egyptian cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Hollywood references, I don't know how many people will get this one, but Thoth Capera sucking the life out of Raz's body reminded me a lot of the batshit insane Toby Hooper film Life Force, where an alien comes to Earth disguised as a beautiful woman, spending most of the film sans clothes for some odd reason, who sucks the life force out of ignorant men, hence the title. I think that was a porno that you watched. No one is familiar with it. <laughs> uh, go look it up. It's a hell of a film. Well, of course I will. <laughs> Dylan, you should cover it for your podcast. <laughs> also, I didn't have Batman fights a snot monster in an Egyptian tomb on my bingo card this week. God, I love this series. <laughs> David Warner once again commanded the screen as good old Razzie and the mummified thought Thoth Capera being voiced by Lieutenant Uhura herself, the late Nichelle Nichols, was a pleasant surprise. Boss Biggest Bear Hugs to the number one podcast host in this year, Multiverse of Ours, with a name like Streckers, It Has to Be Good, and Boom Boom Boy. And shout out to Joe. Great to hear you back on the show. Praise to our Lord and Savior, Dylan Pollock. Love your podcast, my dude. Keep up the great work. Keep telling Gab that she rules. Likewise, to his loyal disciples, Scarlo, and Batgirl, Fangirl, Scotty Cameron, Wentz, 209 Tip Tap, Key Machine, Jordan, Zane Beatty, Chris Knife, Lenola Cola, Carly, Chris Knife being in there, Lenola Cola, Carly, Juan Pedro, Ashley Touch, and Scrudge Banana Man, Jeff Bridges, and of course, all the awesome sauce listeners of this Yappy community of ours. Y'all the best. Never forget that next week's episode is one of the most beloved in all of BTAS. It features all of Batman's iconic rogues, and, or iconic rouges, sorry, and the dream team of <laughs> Deanie, Tim, and Reba behind it. Trial, baby. Can't wait to hear what Brian thinks of it. Till next week, Smoke Bob. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. Oh, this is the wrong button. Uh, it's That's the one I meant. We did it, Brian. We did a podcast. Yay. Yay. Go us. Go us. Indeed. Why do I have the top 10 open twice? Uh, if you want to hear more discussion about this episode, you can check out the DCAE Review and Tim Talk podcasts, also available on the Pod Terror YouTube channel, just like this podcast. You want to hear the title of next week's episode and you do a little predicky poo? No. Oh, well, it's too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, next week's episode is called Harlequinade. Uh, okay. I think the well, well it's Killer Croc. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, Killer Croc. I'm actually really starting to like Killer Croc. <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing rocks. He's doing all that needs to happen. What do you think, Cena? What What's Harley Quinn doing? Clearly, in this episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
drinking Gatorade. I I was thinking it's either going to be like, maybe it's going to be like a masquerade kind of thing where she's got a bunch of people dressed up with her, mm. like they're they're or she's like at some function where she's able to blend in. Okay. That's wrong, but I like it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Maybe man. Just, my second thought was like, it's a day in the life. Yeah. Well, that's closer. Uh, actually, no, that's a different episode. Anyway, uh, thank you to <laughs> Kimmy, Cooney, Phoenix, Viltsu, and of course, Brother Broderick for all our musical themes. Included Viltsu as the... Even though most episodes aren't going to have that, but you know. Yeah. Please subscribe to the Pod Tower YouTube channel for all new DCAU podcasts every week. And li- leave us a like, like us a leave over there on today's episode to help spread us around the interwebs. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You may hear your review read on the show or any other place where you listen to this, but I won't see it probably. New episodes of the podcast are released every Friday on the Pod Tower, as well as your favorite podcast feed and watchtowerdatabase.com. The end. The end. The end. No, this At is Walmart, ad. we're pairing creators with their favorite brands to tell their stories, <laughs> hear their the voices, ad. and Skip showcase I can't. their Skip the ad. Join I us can't. I want to. Every day <laughs> at Walmart. <laughs> Episode the end. 69, everyone. The end. Bye. I see now there's a need for the things you do. But I'm still going to work toward a city that doesn't need Batman. Me too.